If you don't know much about narcissism, stay tuned. We are going to hear all about what it is and how to deal with a narcissist. Our next guest is a retired high-level medical professional who has had firsthand experience with a narcissist. She was married for 32 years, then her spouse vanished, abandoning her suddenly with no discussion. Finances were scrambled. Her suicide was being planned. More than 20 years of extreme deception was discovered. Much long-term insidious maliciousness was uncovered and was shocking enough to throw her into PTSD. Not surprising. This is the Counterculture Mom Show. I'm your host, Tina Griffin. And our mission, like always, is to expose the lies of the enemy and blast the truth to the masses. We are honored to have you join us today as we discuss the nastiness of narcissism with retired medical professional Mary Heiser. Mary, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Tina. Thank you for joining us. I do not want you to have to go back to the past to try to remember this PTSD traumatizing event in your life, which was half of your life. But I want to thank you in advance for being raw and real with our audience. I can't tell you how many people I met this last year speaking on tour with my kids of women and men coming up to me saying, I was married or currently am married to a narcissist. So your words are needed so much in America today. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. I'm, I'm really doing fine. I'm really uh, past a lot of the trauma. Um, and, I, and I have a new word uh, that I've invented. Um, and it's, uh, you know, we talk about survival <laughs> and survival is great, but what's even better than that is thrival. I love thrival. A lot of times I'll say we got to survive and I'm like, no, we got to thrive. So you're talking my language, thrival. Um, I hope I can just like grab that phrase from you and use it here in the new year without you saying, hey, I coined that beast. <laughs> no, you go right ahead. Rock on. You currently volunteer at a medical facility, church ministry, and several charitable organizations. Before we dig in deep to this nastiness of narcissism, have you been able to use your life traumatic experience to help many other people in the different areas you now volunteer in? Yes, in a sense I have, um, because I, I now have the knowledge and the experience to be able to recognize um, someone who is being victimized um, and come alongside them. Uh, I've had several friends, usually females, uh, who have been involved at some level with a narcissistic, usually a parent or a spouse will leave the worst scars and cause the most trauma. So people who have um, known that I've gone through this and, and I'm in thrival mode uh, will want to, to get to that point too. And a lot of times will come and openly share with me knowing that um, there's someone who understands. Unreal. And I don't want to tell uh, tell you to say in a two-minute synopsis, give us your life story, but we have to dig in deep to the red flags, how to spot a narcissist, what to do if you're married mm -hmm. to one, all that jazz. But I do want them to know your background. So give us a two-minute bullet point bomb of your marriage, if you can, for the crowd. Okay. Um, there was never any type of major issues uh, as far as financial, um, my work was not hindered. I was never told I couldn't have friends um, or I couldn't do this or I couldn't do that or I couldn't buy this or I couldn't buy that. 
Um, what went on was mostly so insidious and so gradual that over time, uh, the person who's the narcissist, especially if they're a spouse or, or parent, they will pick away at you as an individual until eventually you don't know who you are. Um, and I, I put it like this sometimes, if you go to the, to the craft store and you buy a, a round sphere of foam and it looks like a sphere, it rolls around like a sphere, but every week someone comes and takes a pinch out of it and puts that pinch aside and does that repeatedly over a long period of time, well, pretty soon that nice sphere doesn't look like a sphere anymore. You, it becomes unrecognizable. And so that's kind of the process. It can be so slow and so insidious that you don't know that it's happening. You, you just adapt as things progress and pretty soon you don't know what normal is and you don't know that you don't know what normal is because your, your oh. normal becomes so abnormal. And for so long that, yeah, you don't even know who you are. You, you lose your identity. Can you give me an example of a chunk of foam that your husband would rip out of you on a typical week? Um, it would, a lot of it had to do with uh, communications. They, they, they try to shut down your voice. Um, they, try, they will try to devalue anything you, you have to say. Uh, for example, you had a, a, a day at work and you interact with a lot of people, which I did. And I would have maybe a story I would like to share from my day. So I would come home and over dinner, you know, share a little bit of my story. Um, and then after my story was told, it, it would be taken and it turned into basically a lecture to me about, well, you should have done this or that, or this person should have done this or that, or whatever. So you, after a while, you stop sharing your, your stories. stories. Means you stop sharing your life with this person because they, they're gonna find a way to use it against you. Uh, um, and you were married to this man for 32 years, and then one day he just up and left, according to your your, your bio. And, yes. So yes, there was. I'm so, okay, here's what I'm shocked over. Usually what I'm hearing from people that are in this situation, especially marriages, is that the narcissist wants to control and keep you there. So I'm shocked in your situation, the narcissist fled, which was the blessing in disguise for your life so you can actually realize and discover who you are again. Um, tell us briefly like what happened. You were gone at work, came home and he was gone, everything taken from the house that was his? Yeah, exactly. I was gone to a meeting um, for a uh, Operation Christmas Child and I was only gone four hours and I came home and he was gone and everything that was personally his was gone as well as, as some things that were personally mine that made absolutely no sense. Um, for example, all my diplomas, all the pictures, uh, my medical records were gone, uh, records that have to do with uh, our, our home, our utility bills, uh, everything. So I had nothing to go on. 
to uh, to maintain the house. Uh, and then I found out that when I went to the utility companies to make sure that things were getting paid, uh, my name wasn't anywhere on anything. So I had no name, no passwords, no pins, numbers, no nothing. But yet I had to maintain and carry on maintaining our, our home so that it could be sold. Unbelievable. Okay, so to wrap this up and get into the red flags, I'm, I'm dying to dig in deep. That is absolutely horrific. I can't imagine living in that situation for that long. Praise God, you're able to rebuild your life and discover who you are again. Um, do you think he was saved? I know that you're saved. Was your husband a believer in Jesus? Well, he said he was. and uh, But the first 20 years of our marriage, he, he never discussed his spiritual condition with me. I was not a believer when I married him. I thought I was a Christian, but I wasn't. I was raised in a, in a works-based religion. Um, then after I became saved, uh, I think things started to escalate because there was things that would bother me that didn't bother me before. Um, for example, we would be planning or hear of uh, a social event going on where there would be a lot of people, maybe a big potluck at the church or something like that. And so I would, uh, do we want to go to this? Yeah. And the reply that, that stuck in my mind for so long after I uh, became a believer and studied the word was, no, I don't think I want to go to that. There's, there's just be a lot of people and you know me, I hate people. I know different people have different characteristics, but that doesn't make sense. Um, it's not as though I need a break. I hate people. All right. I think you and I both know this man needs to find the Lord, discover the Lord. And and the reason why I asked that question, and I just literally look at it the way it is, black and white these days, if people are acting the way your husband did for that many years, I almost question if he's not demon-possessed. And why do I say that? I don't believe he was saved. I believe he absolutely had some kind of oppression if he was saved, but if not, which is my take, possessed because whatever demonic realm he was living in could not stand, I believe, that you were saved and they sensed Jesus in you. The fact that you read Operation Christmas Child when he took off, the demons had enough. They were like, yes. we can't take this Christian lady any longer. It like rubs them the wrong way. I totally believe that, that it, it became, it was very apparent to me after uh, I started to see what I saw uh, more clearly and I have some level of understanding of it that it was, it's clearly a spiritual matter. And it was, it was a major spiritual war that was going on. And you know, I'm thankful that I, I'm, that I was able to realize that because that also allowed me to, to heal. Yes, and now you can help so many people because you've been there. Sometimes I'll tell God, can we not have one more bomb 
I don't need any more experiences. Literally, I'll be talking to the Lord and he's like, seriously, you're going to tell me that you don't need any more issues? Um, no, I don't. But then again, when you go through the issues, you're able to help other people that you were never able to help at a depth you never were able to get to had you not gone through it anymore. Any, anyway, um, Tina's two cents here. We're going to go to a commercial break and we're going to come back with you talking about the red flags, how to get help if you're married to a narcissist or dealing with a narcissist parent right after this. Here are seven signs you may have a parasite. My biggest issue, because I did have parasites, was teeth grinding, skin irritation, and unexplained digestive issues. The other indication that you could have a parasite is eating after 7 p.m. and craving sugar. My name is Kim. I'm the worm queen and the inventor of the Parify Kit. Let's go over it. Parify, it's your parasite cleanse. Sustain, it's your candida and your bad bacteria cleanse. Metal flush. It's your heavy metal detox. Cinnabon, it's your binder. You take Parify and Metal Flush three times a day and sustain two times a day. You can take them all together. The kit comes with instructions. Cinnabon is your binder and you take that at night. We have a nut-free option. We ship worldwide. The Parify kit is for ages three and up. Use Tina as your 10% discount code. Find it on rogersu.com. Jay's case is a pack of five antibiotics. We put these antibiotics together very purposefully. They were curated in a way that covers the most common as well as the most deadly bacterial infections that you might encounter. In addition, it includes a guidebook to the safe use of the medications that is written in a way that's accessible for most people to be able to look up what their symptoms are and what the proper medication is to take. The idea behind the Jace case is to allow everyone to be better prepared medically, to be empowered to care for themselves. Since the pandemic began, our healthcare industry has had to transform from receiving medication to physician visits. Everything changed. Jace Medical is dedicated to providing proper access to medications before you need them. This protects against issues during travel or disruptions with supply chains, natural disasters, and other emergency situations that have proven to overwhelm our healthcare system. Secure your own supply of medication with ease and peace of mind. Use code TINA for a discount at jacemedical.com. Throughout the last two and a half years and reaching the recent 500th episode, we have received emails where relationships have been restored, babies have been saved, mothers have been encouraged to keep fighting for their kids, and that is all possible because of your generosity. Our ministry is supported financially, primarily by our listeners and our viewers. So thank you so much to those who have jumped on board in the last year or two and gave to this ministry. It has allowed us to expand on over 20 TV networks and the major podcast avenues. In this next year, we're praying for more people who have been impacted by this program to come alongside us so we can get these life-saving conversations in more homes across America. And we can't do it without you. If you'd like to donate to Counterculture Ministries and help us expand the reach, you can make your tax-deductible gift by going to counterculturemom.com and then just click on that pink donate button at the top of the page. You can make a one-time year-end gift or become a monthly partner. Our monthly budget is $40,000 to keep this show on the air and to cover production costs. We are in need of $20,000 to cover our monthly expenses and we'll be expanding to more platforms as soon as our funding comes in. To give, just check out counterculturemom.com and click on the donate tab at the top of the page. And if you know of any other families that might be interested or that are impacted by our show, please let them know that we're looking for monthly partners here in the new year. At the same time, any businesses 
that are for America, pro-life, love kids, have conservative Christian values, please let them know as well that we are looking for monthly partners. Once again, all attacks write off. Thank you so much for giving us the opportunity to serve the Lord every single week through this program. All right, Mary, we are back from commercial break. Here is a simple quote that breaks down the definition of a narcissist, everybody. Check this out. A narcissist's life is really quite simple. Every conversation, every situation, every interaction, every moment has one overarching theme. Let's make it about me. There's a narcissist. All right, <laughs> just crazy. Crazy. Yes. Okay, digging in deep, what are the most common red flags of a narcissist? Do tell us. That definition is, is spot on, but it really goes much deeper than that. And so some of the red flags that I mentioned are going to connect and coincide with the simplicity of the definition that you just gave. Those were uh, kind of character traits and things you'll see. But there's a whole lot more to narcissism, especially covert narcissism, that you don't see. And you especially don't see it when you're in it. You'll, you'll probably see it afterward, but you won't see it while you're in it. And, I'm and just that's gonna... what makes it tough, Mary, because you might not see it as a victim and the narcissist, because they're a narcissist, is not going to see it because nothing's ever their problem and their fault. Exactly, yes. And so I'm just going to mention, first of all, a couple of common threads that run through and kind of coincide with the little definition you just gave. And so some of those are they have a, an extreme sense of entitlement. In other words, the laws don't apply to them. Uh, they have they're entitled to do whatever they want, whenever they want, and however they want. They will have rage fits over something that makes no sense or called well, completely uncalled for. They like to keep people uh, walking on eggshells. So they're real unpredictable with these rage fits. They will also display absolutely no empathy. And they, they like to target people who are, quote, empaths, people like nurses, teachers, uh, anyone who's in a, you know, helping. Yes. They, they like those kind of people because they, because they're empathic, they're going to be probably empathic towards the narcissist when they see them melting down over something that didn't call for a meltdown. Um, other things, they can never be criticized or corrected. Uh, they're pathological liars. They will lie over things that you and I and normal people would see no need to lie over just to create confusion. They love to create confusion and chaos. Um, they will blame shift because they, will, they can do no wrong. So they will always find a way, even if they're caught red-handed in, in, in a wrong, they will find a way to blame shift that will make sense. Um, there's usually some sort of substance addiction with these people. They're basically very un insecure, although they come across as uh, powerful, uh, confident, uh, charming, but deep down, they're really very insecure people. But it's very common for them to have to be alcoholics 
Usually, if they are, they're functioning alcoholics. Uh, so again, it might not go no. It might be unnoticed or some other type of mind-altering substance. Because their their big thing is control. First, they have to hook you. So they will go into something initially called love bombing. Like you just meet this person, or they you first time you introduce them to your family. They are so into you right off the bat. You are their soulmate. You are everything they've ever wanted. They won't. They can't stop complimenting you. They won't let you out of their sight. They move very quickly. If they if you have a home, they will uh, encourage you to sell it and move into their home. Uh, but the the thing is, is if you just met this person, they appear, they will appear out of nowhere, step into your life, and and insist that they they love you so much you they have to marry you, and the reason for that is once you're legally tied to this person, then they automatically have control of you in ways that they don't if you're not married. Unbelievable and believable. Second commercial break when we come back, more from Mary on the hope and what to do if you're married to one, have a parent that's one right after this. Have you ever wanted to start a charity or ministry? Launching a nonprofit can be time consuming, expensive and overwhelming. If you have a vision and mission, but don't know where to start or how to raise donations, Capstone Legacy Foundation is your solution. Their ministry charity project allows you to receive tax-free donations without the expense and hassle of forming your own 501c3 and in less than 48 hours. This ministry partnership fund is exactly how Counterculture Ministries got its start, and we grew quickly. Capstone Legacy Foundation handles all your legal and accounting paperwork, allowing you time to develop the ministry and message God gave you. Call Capstone today at 610 688 8890 or check out capstonelegacy.org for more information and tell them Tina sent you. Partner with Capstone Legacy Foundation to transform our culture for Christ and get your nonprofit started today. We're a well-funded Christian entertainment company that's making world-class games for children. And what we're doing is unique because we're building top-notch gaming content that competes with the top of the stuff on the App Store, but that contains God's truth. Whether it's games that are biblical or games that come out of a new world we've created called the Rimverse. I was looking out at the world and I got bothered by a few things. Anxiety, suicide, and depression rates are all-time highs for children, which exactly parallels the rise of social media on smartphones. I noticed that for the first time in American history, less than half of Americans go to church. While over 60% of people in this country, over 40, believe in God, that for children, well, it's only 32%. As a parent, and I'm a parent, and there's a lot of parents out there that we hear this from that want the True Play solution, there's nowhere they can take their kids to deliver them high quality entertainment, something that they're actually going to enjoy and use, but that also contains God's truth, that contains the values that they hold dear. Head over to TruePlayGames.com to learn more. Mary, I'm feeling led to ask you before I let you go, what can and should you do or not do to protect yourself and your family from a narcissist? I think the most important thing is just to be aware and to be vigilant. Get yourself educated so that you're familiar with the red flags, the typical behaviors, how that's affecting you and your children. Keep an eye on your children. 
Watch and, and listen to what they say. Um, watch your finances very closely. Make sure your name is on your assets. Sometimes what a narcissist will do is they will make sure that they will somehow leave your name off of your assets, but make sure it's on your liabilities. Scrutinize your tax forms before signing them. Don't just say, okay, he's done the taxes forever. He's used the same CPA for 20 years. Everybody's trustworthy. We never have a problem. Just sign the, the signature page so we can get our return. No, scrutinize it because most of these people cheat on their taxes. And because you're legally married to them, if there's a problem, you're going to be held li just as liable as them, whether you knew about it or not. Mary, email. If someone wants to reach out to you and say, hey, I got a question. Can you listen to my story? Where, what's the best way to contact you? The best way to contact me is probably going to be just shoot me a quick email. Okay. Uh, I, can't, I would get back to you the same day. Uh, I do have uh, several volunteer jobs I'm, I'm committed to. Yes. Uh, and so on. But anyway, my, my email would be the best way. And can you and give that to us? Sure. It's Mary C. Heiser, H-E-I-S-E-R, at gmail.com. Once again, everybody, Mary C. as in cat, Heiser, H-E-I-S-E-R, at gmail.com. All right, Mary, you rock. Keep at it. We've got to meet in person someday. Lots to talk about. Thank I'd you for sharing your dirt to America. Keep at it, woman.